Packed like sardines in this dark, damp notch in the wall, we huddle together to keep warm from the cold breeze the storm has brought. Lighting a fire right now sounds great, but it wouldn't be smart. Attracting our enemy isn't a benefit I'm willing to risk. The rain pours down, soaking into the dry cracks in the riverbed, and lightning sporadically flashes, giving us a silhouetted glimpse of the trees standing firm above the ridge. Allison looks parched, so I hand her my flask. She turns the canteen straight up, and I watch as the last of the water drips into her mouth. It's all gone, she says. Gone? I ask. The sky is begging you to fill that flask. Maybe God knew our mouths would be parched, so he brought us this rain. And maybe it was to slow down the soldiers from chasing us. Whatever the reason, I'm forever grateful. I take our canteens and hold them out into the pelting rain, filling them to the brim. After a couple of hours, the rain finally stops and the storm passes. Even though the clouds have moved on, the sky is still dark as the evening approaches. Being cramped in this confined space has not only stiffened my knees, but it also triggers the regulation of my pint-sized bladder. I graciously uncurl my position and carefully poke my head out of the cove opening. Where are you going? asks Gabe. Nature's calling and my bladder is answering. Gabe rises from his uncomfortable spot and follows me out. I don't need you to hold my hand to pee, I say, stopping him from advancing outside the cove. No, but you need someone to watch your back. Fine, just try not to make so much noise. My brother's large feet dragging across the ground could attract a whole platoon. He isn't exactly one for being discreet. However, I'm the one squatting in the woods, so be it. Stay here, we'll be right back. Gabe says to Allison as we leave. I bring my bow along just in case I get lonely and if a squirrel decides to scamper across my path. The ground's rough, muddy soil sinks in like a filled sponge, but it's no less inviting than the small crevice I've been coiled up in for the last two hours. Gabe follows me until I find a nice bush to squat behind. I guess it doesn't have to be nice. Hell, it could be a rotting pile of compost and I would still urinate on it. Ah, oh, sweet relief. My bladder is cordially thanking me right now. I can hear Gabe's heavy footsteps rustling around behind me, but I try to ignore it. He is, after all, watching out for me. But when twigs go snapping, that's more than I can handle, so I turn around to shush him. Gabe, hush. Stop moving your Sasquatch feet. I'm not moving. I've been standing here the whole time. I pull up my pants as quickly as I can and grab an arrow from my quiver. I sidle up next to a tree and crouch down. Gabe quickly lies on his stomach, hiding himself in the open. I think to myself, it's probably just a deer. But then I hear voices mingling in Russian as the rustling gets closer. I throw a pebble at Gabe, trying to get his attention and gesture for him to move, he slides back on his stomach and finds a tree opposite to me to hide behind. I can't tell how many soldiers are prowling around out there because it's too dark. I suddenly hear more footsteps to my left, but they are dangerously closer. 
I keep the arrow knocked firmly to the string and poke my head around the trunk of the tree. One lone soldier scours the area with a flashlight, while the others are still wandering around talking. I guess they aren't too worried about what's out here to be so vulnerably exposed. I raise my bow up toward the soldier with the flashlight and sink the arrow into his forehead. The flashlight drops from his hands and he falls to the ground. The other two men are now talking louder where I can understand them. They are calling for the man's name, but when he doesn't answer them, they close in where I can see them. One of the men spots the flashlight on the ground and walks toward it, while the other stays back with his gun raised and frantically looks around. Neither soldier has noticed the dead man, yet they seem spooked. I pull another arrow out and aim for the soldier with his gun raised. 